Today's episode is brought to you by Progressive, where drivers who save by switching save nearly $750 on average. Quote now at Progressive.com. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. National average 12-month savings of $744 by new customers surveyed who saved with Progressive between June 2022 and May 2023. Potential savings will vary. Welcome back to the grim darkness of the 41st millennium. I am Inquisitor Caveat Ventus, Keeper of the Inquisition's Black Library, and this is my report on the Valentine Heresy, an actual play podcast set in the Genesis adaptation of Warhammer 40,000's Dark Heresy RPG. This report features Game Master Tom McGee, Ryan LaPlante as Inquisitor Lucius Valentine, Laura Elizabeth as Lyric, and Tyler Hewitt as Alto. My report shows that Inquisitor Valentine's landing on Vicodin Prime ended in tragedy. Alto was killed trying to return the ship's power, Lyric fell to chaos trying to save her brother, and Valentine was forced to eject, abandoning his team to a fiery death. How will the Inquisitor survive a world teeming with orcs? Find out in this episode of the Valentine Heresy. From a redacted memo to, to Kasserkin High Command, Listen, listen, I know, I know, it's rare to send your elite stormtroopers anywhere else, but uh, you want us to keep supplying the booze to your army and your planet and every other Imperial planet. You really got to help us with these fucking orcs. So what's it going to be? Vicodin or Wah? Laura. Um, hey. <laughs> Lyric experienced a plane crash uh, very recently in in our modern timeline. Uh, Your new character uh, also experienced a crash um, of of a considerably different nature. Um, It was uh, the uh, the third week of uh, the uh, Kasserkin campaign uh, on Vicodin against the orc force. Um, And incidentally, your first time fighting orcs. And as someone who likes to fight... Oh boy, did you pick a good force to fight? Uh, because admittedly, if you just want an unending tide of combat to fuck around with, they got your back. Um, <laughs> so three weeks in, um, both armies had heavily entrenched. Um, your crack elite forces uh, obviously sent in very small number, but uh, one of you is worth several of a, of a standard uh, trooper, as uh, the uh, the barracks is quick to point out to uh, the rest of the rank and file. Um, but the uh, planetary defense and local security of the uh, of Glasgow Vicodin's plant uh, was not uh, not really up to fighting an invading orc army. Uh, so having dug in, you and your unit um, made incredible headway uh, into the orc lines. Uh, it was a classic Alexander the Great drunk on his horse. Let's just charge through the center and see what we can do. Uh, kind of attack, um, and it was going wonderfully um, until. Um, you and your regiment, uh, in your heavily armored vehicle crashed and, uh, unlike Lyric's crash, um, yours wasn't against a cliff. Uh, it was down between a few, uh, as the, uh, the heavy vehicle with its heavy tracks, um, hit a, a weak patch of ground uh, with a massive fissure, um, which cracked, uh, sending your armored vehicle plunging deep, 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 um, into what you'd assumed were kind of uh, endless rolling green plains, um, but uh, are in fact, as we learned last time, a, a highly elevated 
uh, situation. So um, after um, a, a plethora of swearing and a couple casualties as uh, your uh, armored vehicle basically plunged deeper and deeper into the earth, um, it finally came to a stop. And uh, you were able to drag um, uh, your few remaining compatriots uh, out. And uh, all of you realized you were deep, deep, deep behind enemy lines, uh, completely cut off um, from command. And, uh, I mean, alive, which was, in your books, pretty good, because that means you can go kill some more stuff. Hmm. Um, But uh, deep enough that uh, either someone needs to rescue you or you're pretty much just here for the duration. Um, and at first, it was business as usual, but one by one, people kept dying, which admittedly, you've always kind of found a, a, a flaw in the system uh, and honestly a sign of weakness. Um, but for you, the war was never over. And with uh, with fearsome abandon, uh, you, you continued uh, to battle, saving, of course, uh, your most precious weapon um, for the time you knew must one day come, uh, the day you would have to make a last stand. That was 10 years ago. Uh, so you have been living uh, in the caves of Vicodin, um, kind of waging a guerrilla war uh, against uh, the orc forces. And again, beautiful thing about an orc war, it just keeps coming. So not unlike a, a respawn corridor somewhere in a video game, uh, they keep coming. You keep putting them down. Um, so Laura, tell us about your character and uh, about their uh their hovel. I imagine you've built it in the wreckage of your vehicle deep in the cave systems. But yes, uh, who are you? Oh, 100%. Um, so I am Marnie Schwarzenberger. Um, <laughs> and uh, yeah, basically, I, so I'm in like total like full like carapace armor. Like I'm like fucking shit up. But with 10 years having gone by, things are getting a little bit worn. So um, I've definitely like reinforced all my shit with like stuff I've like torn off like the vehicles and everything. It's just like <laughs> things things gotta get patched. Um, so we're definitely looking at something that's that looks like it's kind of grown into the caves almost. And I've kind of like uh, um, uh, cannibalized like the different parts to like you know make a make sure that I'm like. Uh, uh, well-contained and, like, safe from the elements um, and also uh, somewhat hidden, uh, camouflaged. Um, So, yeah, I'm, like, like about six feet tall, so in my armor, I'm, like, six, four, six, five. (laughs) I'm just, like, a beast of a person. Um, I'm about... uh, I was like 40 years old when this started. So already like, man, like I've made it like a pretty long while, uh, right. Having like fought and everything. Um, so yeah, so I'm 50 years old now and I'm like brawny blonde, super short hair and just like a weathered looking leathery lady. Awesome. If you had uh, to do a celebrity casting, who would you cast? Because sometimes we found this to be useful for picturing characters. Yeah. Imagine like Brienne of Tarth spent like 10 years alone fighting orcs. <laughs> In a cave. Yeah. And that's is specific. 50. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. 
Okay. Brienne of Tarth, but kind of melted. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like Brienne of Tarth, if she was the villain in a Rocky movie, like just <laughs> yeah, Dolph exactly. Lundgren and Brienne of Tarth. Dolph Lundgren and Brienne of Tarth. Yes, yeah, perfect mix. Um, Brienne of Toast. <laughs> <laughs> Tarth Lundgren. Um, <laughs> oh, Tarth Lundgren's pretty good. Um, all right, awesome. Um, so, um, Marnie, uh, you have been uh, living in the caves for a bit. Um, you are a, a Kasserkin, um stormtrooper, so uh, yeah. the, uh, like coming already from a very elite fighting force um, in the Cadian army, um, you are the the best of the best of the best of the best. Um, that doesn't necessarily mean that you're a tactical genius or a superhero, just that you're like uh, in the immortal words of our old pal Wolverine, you're the best of what you do, and what you do isn't that pleasant. Um, snicked, snicked, bub. Um, so. <laughs> Um, that's in part how you've been able to, to hold out so long. Uh, however, uh, as I mentioned, your, uh, your compatriots, uh, were not as lucky. Some of them died, uh, in the accident. Um, the, uh, the vehicle itself, uh, think like, um, uh, essentially an armored troop transport. Um, it probably had some, like, it might've had like a bolter on the outside, um, that you could kind of use as a turret. But the idea very much was, um, like, use it as a, basically as like a shovel, like just boot it through, right. dump the back door, spill out and fight. Uh, the space Marines have all sorts of bigger, sexier, heavier stuff, but for, for guard, you're kind of taking what you can. Also admittedly, um, deploying Kaskin stormtroopers to a foreign world is highly irregular. I don't think this is anything, uh, Schwarzenberg would give a shit about. Um, but just kind of for our knowledge and for our lore, incredibly strange uh, to see Cadian soldiers being just sent to defend uh, like a booze plant on a a foreign planet. But nevertheless, uh, you were with what little armory they would give you. Um, What, uh, how do you think um, Marnie has treated uh, the bodies of her fallen mates? Again, some died in the crash, some died over time fighting. Many were lost like, in battles with orcs, so they just aren't around. But, like, for those that have died in the caves, um, what do you think you've, you've done, if anything, to memorialize them? Um, I've stripped them of all their gear so that I could have backup supplies of everything. I mean, my batteries aren't going to be able to power themselves for, like, my guns forever. So got to have their shit. <laughs> and, uh, uh Honestly, so is it just like a, a discard pile of? It's just like just like dump them down the fissure. Okay, great. Uh, that's great. fine. I mean, like they 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 died. Yeah, <laughs> it's true. It's cardinal sin in the world of Martin Schwarzenegger. Like, what are they doing? <laughs> a beloved, longstanding character on the Valentine Heresy. Um, great. Okay, and uh, you mentioned um, needing uh, batteries for your weapons. Um, so I would assume then uh, you've got something kind of special. What is uh, Marnie's weapon of choice? Uh, well, definitely the one she uses most often is 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 her hell gun. So she's got like a hell gun hell pistol combo. Um, uh, and you know, there is a plasma gun lying around, but that's for, it's for special a very, occasions. very special occasions. Um, got to save the plasma for your birthday. It, it, it's so. her, fa- it's her favorite, but she realizes that it, it, you can't use it all the time. Well, and as we set up, uh, given that this has been like a, a bit of a, this is going to be eventually going to be a last stand kind of situation. Like, I feel like if you're going to make a last stand, like, you want to go down and fire in a plasma cannon, not, the, yeah, like... Yeah, that would be... 
Yes. And um, <laughs> refresh my memory. Uh, so a plasma cannon is obviously like uh, fire. Pla- it's just like, a plasma gun. Oh, plasma gun. Okay, great. Yeah. Um, so is that a – the plasma gun is a rifle though, correct? Yes, right. Yes. It's very confusing because it goes like pistol, gun, thing, yeah. but yeah. Yeah, So yeah, yeah. Um, uh, it's a – It's a heavy a, ranged weapon. Yeah. Oh, man, that's a useful stat for Tom to know uh, as he sets up <laughs> challenges. Um, but um, <laughs> the hell gun is, I believe, just a rapid fire – so a hell gun is a souped up las gun. I can tell this. Sorry, I did. Yeah, you tell this, Ryan. Uh, you know it's more. <laughs> it's it's powerful enough that it's pretty much ultra charged, and stormtroopers have to wear backpacks that are their batteries, so they plug in physically. So think of, you know, it's the upgrade to a hell like a hell gun is las gun if you're firing the nasty. Oh, so like a las gun, but good. Yes, exactly. Honestly, it's the last gun everybody wants. Right. Um, but because of the backpack, it's trickier. So, like, the Hell Pistol and the Hell Gun are both plugged into what looks like almost a Space Marine power pack. So you're it, just... might, it might have a combination flamethrower. Uh, it might. Look, I understand. <laughs> we all we all got secrets, Laura. We all got ambitions. Uh, <laughs> so, I like that you're basically just 40K Kate McKinnon in, in Ghostbusters Answer the Call. <laughs> like, you've got your pistols, you've got your proton wand. They're all plugged into the same fucking device. And you're just like, it's great. Yeah, the plasma gun itself is, uh, it fires like molten hot balls of plasma. So like super penetrative, super damaging. Uh, It's got a bunch of heat coils on the top that like blast heat out because it can overheat and explode. The more you use it, the more explosive it can be. uh, I've lost a few Marines on the field to that because I got to tell you, my Dark Angels rolled pretty hard with those plasma weapons uh, because they look dope as hell when you paint them. Um, but, uh, yeah. Okay, great. So you've got uh, a special, special gun, uh, in, in reserve and otherwise, yes. uh, you're using that. I think Laura, for the, the ease of kind of lore, we'll say that, uh, in addition to what you've stripped off your compatriots, um, enough of, uh, the ATV, um, or the armored, uh, true transport. That's what I wanted. Yep. <laughs> are we talking Chimera, like a tank, Tom? Or are we talking Torox, like the truck that's armored? And we're, we're talking like a, a, a stripped-down Rhino, so probably a Torox. Nice. Because um, no, 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 it's 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 not a tank. There's no there's no tanks down here. No tanks were sent, uh, which is again a significant mm. detail. Um, but uh, yeah, so a very much a, a, an armored troop transport. Enough of its um, guts uh, have been fine to like continually charge your. Uh, your Hellgun pack, although it has been cool. getting weaker over time. Um, I think uh, on, on on this day, this day of days um, that uh, we meet you, um, I think uh, after a particularly rough battle, uh, you've realized you're being hunted, um, which, I mean, has happened a few times in past, but I, I really do feel like in a lot of ways you're like, um, uh, like I was seeing this a little bit like uh, Schwarzenegger in Predator, where it's just like you've just set up a, a number of traps to fall back to in terms of like, well, I'm fighting an insurmountable thing. So like, fuck you. Here's some pointy sticks. So you've been able to, to hold them off uh, for a while. Um, but unfortunately, um, uh, there are some some bigger guys uh, coming for you now. And it would seem that um, – uh, oh, God, Ryan, uh, refresh my memory. Uh, I want to call them – Knobs? Knobs. I was. Call- I want to call them nogs, and I'm like, no, that's that gross beverage I'll probably drink soon. Knobs. Um, <laughs> a, uh, so knobs uh, are basically um, a step up from regular orc boys. They're the guys who mm. get all of, like the cool fancy robot shit. Honestly, Alto would have fucking been fascinated by them because uh, they're basically cyborg orcs who kind of uh, cyborgs. Need- Why don't they call them cyborgs? 
I don't know, man. They should have. They really should have. <laughs> they Instead, actually have an upgrade you can give to your orc called a cyborg body, which is if they take enough injuries, they like become it. half robot. Yeah, there you go. Awesome. Um, but a lot of like metal plated jaws and that sort of shit. Um, so normally, knobs, uh, there's like one, one to a unit. Unfortunately for you, um, you have uh, gained a reputation, uh, a bit of a Baba Yaga, John Wick situation. Um, and as a result, an entire squad of knobs has been sent. Uh, to end you, to find and end you. And unlike the average orc boy, they are uh, a little bit cannier. So you, you get the sense that the day you always knew would come is is rapidly approaching. So um, having uh, come back from a hunt and realizing now that uh, you're being stalked and that this is going down, uh, you've returned one final time. Uh, you're you're making your way um, towards your... Uh, your little hovel. Um, what do you think is going through Marnie's mind at this point? Is she is she excited? Is she resigned? Um, what's uh, what's the vibe? No, I mean like this is what she's meant to do, right? This was the mission. The mission was to put down the orcs, and that's what she's been doing. So this is just another opportunity for her. I mean, desperate as the situation is, she has to fulfill her mission. Great. Okay. So fuck these orcs. Fuck these orcs. What's going through their, her head? Amazing. Um, all right. So your hell guns are, are running dangerously low. Um, you've just been, you uh, will say you've been at it all night. Um, and uh, into well into the next day, um, and basically, you, you know the knobs are getting closer. Um, your stuff needs recharging, so you're heading back for one last supply run um, before your uh, your dramatic last stand. Um, so you're a bit tired. I think uh, based on the way you've described her, I imagine being tired for uh, Schwarzenberger is a little bit like someone who really likes working out being tired, where it's like, yes, this was great. I. <laughs> Like, I'm tired, but that that means I did good. Um, (laughs) (laughs) And also, admittedly, I think, uh, um, particularly amongst the stormtroopers, there's always been a bit of an attitude of, like, rest when you're dead, because, like, ain't going to be rest till then. So, admittedly, if you need a fucking nap, you can have it probably in a couple hours when you're done. Like, fuck it. Um, So, it's with these thoughts um, running through your head that uh, you finally return home for the last time uh, to find a bleeding man with a rocket pack strapped to him, um, holding your plasma gun uh, vaguely menacingly at you. What do you say? I point my hell gun at him and say, um, <clears throat> are you an orc? <laughs> oh, tremendous. I was hoping there'd be humans on this world. No, my name is Lucius Valentine, and I am a member of His Majesty's Holy Inquisition. I imagine this is yours. Yeah. He's like singed. He's just drops the like jet pack off of himself yep. and he's so, holding out the plasma gun. Uh, before we hear what, what occurs here, Valentine, let's figure out how the fuck you got here, bud. <laughs> uh, when we last left you, you were sputtering off uh, towards certain doom. Yeah, my, my jet pack cut out and I fell 10 meters. Yeah. Um, so uh, after waking up on the shore, um, somewhat battered and bruised, having lost your ship and with all hands aboard, um uh what uh what do you think Valentine's uh mindset was then um in in the immediate aftermath of of crashing given that this is something I know for a fact you will not tell our new friend Marty Schwarzenberger 
So I feel like he he would be tempted to be depressed, um, but he believes that any sort of negative emotion is a sin. So he would force himself to look at this as an opportunity and he'd like have to talk himself through it and be like, all right, sir, that may not have been what I expected. That went very, one might say wrong, but what we learn is something's going to go very right now. Something's going to be very right and I will find a more useful team that will help me complete my mission. And he's just like, he's, because I think we're by the ocean, right? Like he's just like soggy and he's like shaking out his hat and he's checking his gear and like throws Eugene in the air and he sort of sparks for a second, but then he flies and he's like, all right, all right. Get his aspects out. How far away would he be from his flaming crash landed ship? Oh, like it kept going for a while. Uh, say this for Acri. Um, Alto did in fact uh, put his faith in the right pilot because uh, he kept that thing up as long as it, as it could. But it is like, I'd say probably um, a couple kilometers down the, down the coast. Okay, is there anything else he can see? Because that would be his big thing. Like, he's just um, got to find the good thing that's meant to happen. Uh, you you look around, and, like, you can still see orc ships flying um, sort of through the sky. Um, luckily, they, they didn't track you. Uh, the uh, the ace pilot seems to have, have pulled off and uh, and and is, is kind of... You can see sort of this red baron orc um, circling the wreckage, uh, doing a victory lap. Um and uh, truly, in, in either direction, it's just like full on fucking Planet of the Apes, endless coast, just with a giant cliff face behind you. And for a moment, things are somewhat, uh, somewhat hopeless, um, until you feel a, a bit of a cool breeze, um, which is odd because like the sea breeze around you is, is kind of uh, humid. Um, but as you you turn, uh, you realize that the emperor has provided for you yet again because uh, there is um, a, a, a crevice, uh, a crevasse, if you will, um, that uh, you seem like you could probably fit through. Uh, we're going to go ahead and say you don't abandon the jetpack in the off chance that the only way up out of here is to try and boot it up later, but it's not... You're not going to try and fly now. It's more of like a, a last case. Okay, um, yeah, yeah, that makes sense. He'll lug it around. It's all he's got. He's all right, yeah. so it's time for me to take stock of the situation. I am... Heavily injured, and my intestines could fall out at any moment. I have a gun. I have a chain sword. I have an Auspex and Eugene. No Rick Estrello today, but you're doing fine. Uh, everyone I brought with me is dead uh, due to a combination of stupidity, uh, disobedience, stupidity, heresy, and an unfortunately large body mass. I have achieved zero of my goals. But I'm here, and I have a crevasse. Uh, I'm going to talk less and go into the crevasse. Uh, <laughs> Let's do it and with that, uh, you you set out uh, both in search of uh, a way out and uh, perhaps um, some slightly better help, uh, which is what you think you might be looking at uh, as you hold out uh, a plasma gun uh, to the hulking woman in uh, armor um, staring you down. Um Marnie, you've just been re-offered uh, your plasma gun uh, by this injured human. Um, I think he's rough enough that you wouldn't recognize him as an Inquisitor, per se. Also, I don't know that you know Inquisitors necessarily. Um, like, you probably know of them, but it's very much yeah. like... <laughs> sure. To you, uh, he'd look like a commissar. Yeah, so, like, again, like, someone you should respect, but also, you don't really answer to random guys. But it is strange to see someone down here. Yeah. 
Um, so yes, he, uh, he holds out the gun to you and says, I believe this is yours. You are correct. It is mine. I don't know what happened with the accent. Okay. Um, uh, Laura, as a fan of all of our shows and someone who was on all of them, uh, I can tell you uh, the <laughs> accent is whatever comes out of your mouth at a given time. As that's how, that's how all Cadians accents is. <laughs> yeah, exactly. All Cadians sound like this. This is so. canon now. <laughs> um, put it on the ground. Step back. All right. Uh, and he'll just like set it down and like give a little bow as the flourish and step back. Uh, um, Ryan, can you roll me a um, resilience check, please? Um, uh, you're you're used to um, being able to move in certain ways. And as uh, someone who very frequently like pulls muscles in their back and stuff, I'm like, I can move in this way. And they're like, not anymore. Um, so yeah, you've got some intestines on the verge of popping out. So you do a courtly bow and, uh, let's, let's see if those, <laughs> what's my difficulty, Tom. Um, how many wounds do you have left? I have five wounds, five wounds. Okay, great. So I'm going to say your difficulty is three. Uh, I'm going to give you one, uh, boost for, um, bandages. Um, obviously Haldron was able to, to do some before he died. Um, so you're, you're. Uh, a little bit patched up. Um, I'm also going to give you one boost for recognizing that you need this to go well. Um, I think for all of the the like jolly good, we'll just carry on. Uh, yeah, the the light is slowly fading here. So, um, yep, and I think that's it for for me. Great. What's our story point situation at this session? Um, given the absolute unyielding clusterfuck of uh, the previous session, uh, I'm going to go ahead and say that uh, it is three in your favor, uh, one in mine. Okay. Then I will spend one of those because I feel like... Because he believes so fervently that this will go right, that his level of confidence that they'll get along somehow is endearing in a weird way. Two advantage, but one failure. Um, all right. So, um, Schwarzenberger, what is your take on this weird bowing commissar looking motherfucker? Well, he put down the gun, so he did what I told him to do. So he follows orders. So he's probably on the level. Okay. Based on the of thought. (laughs) Yeah, I understand. Um, based on the failure though, we got to, uh, complicate that a little bit. So, uh, I'm going to say that even though you managed to impress um, uh, Schwarzenberger, uh, you definitely pop uh, one of Haldron's stitches, um, and uh, you're going to take a wound. All right, uh, that ignores soak, obviously. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course. <laughs> it's like put on my refactor field. Ah, never mind. Your internal organs respect that. Um, cool. Am but, I? Uh, she does. Uh, Schwarzenberger does does seem to relax slightly in as much as someone who's made of muscle and armor can relax. Did the orcs give you those wounds? Well, it, yes and no. Uh, this one I just did from the bow, sort of. Uh, other ones came from, well, there was a tiger monster and there was a corrupt administrator. It's been a long journey, but I'm here to save the emperor. Obviously, you've been sent to me by the Golden Throne. And I just, like, I, like, take a knee and bow. <laughs> All right. Respect for the Emperor. Dig it. Yeah. Um, Marnie, you knew 
that this day would come, the day when you would make your your last stand. And you thought that last stand would probably be um, against a bunch of knobs and orcs and, you know, you'd, you'd just die uh, heroically doing nothing in combat. Uh, but now you're realizing that last stand is still coming. But it is a hell of a lot more exciting because your last stand is going to be in front of the God's damned Emperor Love and Golden Throne. And so underneath your helmet, a wide grin spreads across your face because it turns out Marnie Schwarzenberger is going to get to kill a whole hell of a lot more people. This episode of the Valentine Heresy features Ryan LaPlante at the Ryan LaPlante on Twitter as Inquisitor Lucius Valentine, Tyler Hewitt at Tyler underscore Hewitt on Twitter, Laura Hamstra at EL Hamstring on Twitter as Marnie Schwarzenberger, and our Game Master Tom McGee at McGeeTD on Twitter. This episode's sound was edited and mixed by Laura Hamstra, and the Valentine Heresy's artwork was created by Del Borovic at delborovic.com. D-E-L-B-O-R-O-V-I-C. Our theme song is The Hordes by Megan McDuffie, and our ads use the tracks No Control and Chiefs by Jazzar. J-A-H-Z-Z-A-R. Available at freemusicarchive.org. When it comes to Dum Dums and Dice, you can visit our website at dumdumdice.com. Our Twitter and Instagram are at dumdumdice, and on Facebook at facebook.com slash dumdumdice. We have merchandise available at redbubble.com slash people slash dumdumdice. And most importantly, you can join our Patreon at patreon.com slash dumdumdice. That's D-U-M-B, D-U-M-B, D-I-C-E. Ave Imperator, a death to all the heretics. Dum Dums and Dice has to give a special thank you to the supreme beings of our Patreon at this time. Christian Manicola, Long Long, The Half-Blind Prophet, James Quayar, Charles Grams, Christopher Little, Olin Anderson, Sue One, George Dolby, One True Artistry, Orion Birchfield, Lorda Bradovic, Noel Lewis, Scott Garland, Anthony Griffin, Zekin X, Jordan Neesmith, and Jill and Noel LaPlante. If you want your name to be added to this list, you can join our Patreon too at patreon.com slash dumdumdice. Thanks to them, and a little bit of thanks to you. The Fable and Folly Network, where fiction producers flourish. In June of 2020, an amateur podcaster disappeared from the Carson National Forest while searching for the legendary Finn Treasure. But he was adamant that he was onto something big. He was obsessed. He showed her some hand-drawn map to a treasure out in northern New Mexico. The subjective truth is part treasure hunt, part paranormal docudrama. Starring Addison Peacock as Graham Anderson. Back at home, I placed the box on the counter, and I just stared at it for a while. You'd never be able to guess its social impact on the human race by looking at its simplistic design. UFOs, ghosts, reincarnation, and liars. This is The Subjective Truth. Subscribe now. Listen wherever you get your podcasts.